Welcome to the Dogs Are the Best Friends podcast. I'm Emily, and my best buddy, Flynn, is here too. Today we have the delightful and ever so funny Alex sharing his story of Gideon and their life together. I think that if you are struggling with your dog right now, maybe there's some behavior that drives you crazy. I think Alex's story and Gideon's story will be of great encouragement to you. On Wednesday, we will be talking about soul dogs versus heart dogs. I got some answers about what people believe, and you might be surprised. Also, I have a little clip from this interview that I will play on Wednesday about what Alex has to say. He has some great words of wisdom about dealing with difficult dogs. Thank you. So good to be here. So um, this is Gideon. He is a, he's a, uh, who knows what really, <laughs> but right. <laughs> he's actually a rescue. I, I live in Maryland and I went up to New Jersey to get him from this rescue shelter. Um, I had heard about like Rhodesian Ridgebacks and I, I was like, I think that's the kind of dog that I want. I also really love pits and I had a lot of friends that had them. So I was like, okay, I want like Rhodesian or pit or like both maybe. <laughs> and uh, I was looking on a rescue website for like a couple months, just waiting for like the right dog to show up. And then uh, there was his picture. His old name was Finnegan. <laughs> Finnegan. Cute. And there's this little picture of him in a baby pool, like the little plastic baby pool with water. And he's just looking so happy (laughs) laying in it. And I went, oh, I think that's the dog for me. Like, I want to get to know him. Um, The thing that I liked about like Rhodesians was they were energetic. And I'm a very like, I'm a like go, go, go kind of person. I love... The outdoors and activity. I'm like, I need a dog that can keep up. He has to be able to like run with me and stuff. Oh, I don't, nice. I don't want a little, I, I don't want a small dog. I want something big. That's going to like <laughs> give me all the energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Too so true. I signed up You're for right. that and more <laughs> like <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, uh, Which well, like expound on that. Like, tell us a little bit yeah. more. What does that mean? What does that yeah. mean? He's just crazy energy, or is he? Have you had issues with training or behavior? Or go tell us yeah. about it. Yeah. So when I first got him, uh, they told me he was like somewhere between like one and two years old or something. He definitely was way more like one year or less. Really, he was okay. all puppy energy all the time. Um, and had so when I went up there, like he immediately he was ready to just jump on anyone that was visiting. And he's 65 pounds, so he's like Whoa. big enough that like you know, most people don't want him jumping on them. Right. It's <laughs> a lot of weight coming yeah. at you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm six foot four though. It didn't get it didn't phase me. So okay. like he tried to jump on me and I was like, oh okay, like hi there, puppy. And the girl was like, oh, yay. I'm so glad that you're not like freaking out. The last person that was here was like this very short person and, oh. and Gideon or Finnegan jumped one time on him and he was like, no, get him away. <laughs> <laughs> Gideon had no training, was, you know, full grown, 
very rambunctious and extremely anxious, like very, Uh, very, very bad separation anxiety. So every time I left for work, he would go to the bathroom on the floor every single day. I walked into the door and there would at least be pee on the floor, if not poo too. And uh, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. He also, I had neighbors, I was living in, in an apartment complex and I had neighbors that were one that called into the office and told them supposedly he was barking all day oh, for no. multiple days in a row. Oh, like no. every, if I was gone at work, he barked, bark, bark until I came home. So, uh, um, well now you know why he was surrendered. You know, right? I mean, that's why right. he needed to be rescued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So three weeks in, I was like, I've cleaned up his pee off the rug uh, every day for three yeah. weeks straight. Yeah. I've dealt with him like jumping anytime I had anyone over. I had like he the first few nights. I slept only a couple hours because every hour he'd jump out of the bed and bark to go to the bathroom. He didn't even have to go. He just wanted me to get up and take him out. Oh no, that's exhausting. Yeah. So exhausting. So I'm like mentally drained. I'm emotionally drained. And I'm like, what did I do? I can't do this. I gotta get, I gotta bring him back. My, and so I, I had determined, I, I, like, I really felt very guilty about it, but I was like, look, he needs someone that can be around all the time. That's not me. I have right. a job. I have, like, friends I want to go do stuff with. Like, I have a lot of activity in my life. I can't do this. Um, and I, it was an extremely, like, emotionally draining decision to make. Yeah. And, uh... So I called up the shelter I was like, it's been three weeks and I can't make this work. I feel so bad, but he, he deserves somebody that can be around and that's not me. And it's really unfair to him um, to like treat him this way. He want he needs somebody that can give him yeah. lots of attention. Yeah. And she goes, um, well, that's, I'm so sorry to hear that Alex, because you were his last chance. Oh my gosh. He's, we're not going to be able to keep him. Whoa. And I was what like, what a load that wait, was on your shoulders. Oh my what? gosh. Yeah. Oh no. So I get off the phone and I'm like bawling. <laughs> oh, like, no. And it was all this <laughs> overwhelming feeling of like guilt and like, I should have never gotten him in the first place. And then I went, but at least I gave him three weeks. And, but like, Oh my, I can't do. And then like, after getting through all of that, (laughs) I was like, I don't want him to die. I like, I freaking love this dog. And he's so attached to me. I want to make this work. How do we do this? And so, um, I was like, let's research some training. Let's do some obedience classes. Let's see how I can adjust my schedule. Uh, Let's see what we can do. And then um, thankfully around that time too, my roommate had moved out and a new one came and 
she was home much more often and oh, nice. like she, we had kind of opposite schedules. So she kind of worked early morning and late evening, but was oh, there during nice. the day. And yeah. so she ended up being there to walk him and stuff during the day, which was great. And, um, and then I started taking him to these obedience classes and adjusting like my scheduling so that I could make sure I was there for him more. And like obedience class, I realized it's way more for the human than the dog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, That's what I tell people all the time. Cause I'm a dog trainer, right? I always say that yeah. it's the person, it's not the dog. It's the person. <laughs> it was not a fun thing to realize and admit that I was like, I think I'm the problem. <laughs> Fast forward. He's like, so much more obedient he's still high energy that's who he is he's calming down now calming down now though like in his old ripe age of four years old (laughs) or five he's five now sorry i've had him for four years as of like two weeks yeah that was my next Um, question okay so he's been with you four years now yeah yeah that's amazing yeah from three weeks when you didn't want him and now yeah Mm -hmm. and now you're crazy about him and you wouldn't change it i'm sure like you yeah. yeah. And in uh, 2018, I quit my career job to work from home full time as a coach. And uh, that was a huge help. And I also like worked on getting him crate trained and everything. So yeah. when I'm not home, he's in the crate because every now and then he will go to the bathroom if I'm not here. <laughs> and he's really, out. yeah, really? Still? Um, but he will never wow. go in the crate. Okay. So that's go. not a problem. Um, yeah. I think he just gets like anxious. He's like, it's kind of like out of the routine. Like, wait, I'm not in the crate and dad's not here. What happened? Where uh, like, yeah. and so he'll just go to the bathroom on the floor, but oh, gosh. Um, yeah, but the, the crate works so great Yeah, and he goes right in and I'm like, all right, in your crate. And he goes yep. right in. Like I get to spend so much time with him. I freaking love it. <laughs> Working it's from wonderful. home. And it's like, he's it's my wonderful. little buddy. And you know, at first it was obnoxious to deal with like, him wanting to go to the bathroom every couple hours. I'm like, dude, I got to work. And then I realized the benefit of that, like to have to get up and have a break. Yeah. And so I adjusted my schedule so that I would like work with two uh, with clients for like two hours, have a break. We'd go on a walk. I'd clear my head. I'd come back uh, and I'd work again. Yeah. And so it kind of became, we're now like a very good solid partnership instead of like, me being all in my stubborn, like, it's all about me. <laughs> How did you go from Finnegan to Gideon? Like, why did you decide that that was a good name for him? I like that name. Yeah. That's why I'm asking. I'm curious. Yeah. So uh, growing up in a Christian home, like, you know, I was really familiar with the the Bible and Gideon was my favorite story in the Bible. Um, and so when I was planning to get a dog. Like, I don't know, for several years, like I knew that when I got a pet, my next pet, it had to be named Gideon because that name was wow. standing out to me so much. So <laughs> when I got Gideon, I was like, this is a perfect name for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, strong name. Obviously, you learned a lot about yourself and about dogs. Totally. And what would you say is like the biggest lesson that he's taught you in your life then? He taught me to look beyond myself a lot like he really taught me to open up my perspective and realize like and I never the funny thing is I never I, like I thought of myself as a very selfless person 
But then I was like, I'm just exhausted from being so selfless all day with everyone else. <laughs> Let me be selfish for a minute, right? Um, with, which, like, saying that out loud sounds so not selfless. But <laughs> before I was doing, I was doing, I was a huge people pleaser. And so that's why I was so drained and why I didn't have anything left to give because I was chronically empty, people pleasing all the time. Yeah. And then he became a huge catalyst for helping me get out of that and realize like, wait a minute, this dog loves me so unconditionally, no matter what I do or don't do. And I started feeling like, Oh, like this, like this pattern in my life is so wrong and I'm not showing, cause I was looking at him. I'm like, I want to show up for him in a way that I'm like full of love and affection. Like he's giving to me. Why am I not feeling that way? Mm. And it was because of all the people pleasing and exhaustion. And so when I got out of that, I was like, Oh, wait a minute, this is beautiful. I get, I want to show up with love for him and um, being like the best dog father I can possibly be. And that doesn't happen. <laughs> when I'm like draining myself for people that I don't care about. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So true. What silly things or unique things does he do that just bring you joy or make you laugh or you just enjoy seeing him do? Well, he's got the best like begging puppy face on the planet. So it is very hard to deny him when you know i'm eat i share all my food with him (laughs) because he oh yeah but i love it like we'll sit in bed i love eating in bed like dinner is i always just eat in bed and like it's our time at the end of the day to just like unwind and he'll just lay there like staring right at me with these big puppy eyes and like a pouty face and he is not a drooler at all. Oh, wow. Until I have the food. And then he's like salivating. He has you so trained, Mr. Alex. That is so funny. <laughs> he's got me very well trained. Yeah. Um, and we love going like pretty much weekly. We go to Starbucks and we go through the drive through and I get him a pop cup, which is just a cup of whipped cream. And <laughs> Flynn will drool like he'll just sit there and stare at them and they're like oh does your dog want a puppuccino and he's staring at them even more it's so cute because then the drool starts I'm like oh Oh my god they love it what can you do yes (laughs) give me one word that describes your dog I would say loving like almost aggressively loving (laughs) he just wants to love on everyone and like oh. you, you know, and he because he is a big dog. Like some people get scared. They're like, "Oh, he looks aggressive," and he does have a scary bark. Like he does, he does not have different versions of bark. It's just either like a whine or a full on like "I'll kill you" sounding what? bark. Really? But he does not mean to kill anyone. He just is like, Dad, there's someone at the door. <laughs> and then they'll come in. I'm like, don't worry. He's going to be fine. I promise. And he will then like grab a toy and run around the house to try to get uh, them to play with him. That's yeah. all he wants. Like he's just. 
So if if I could do two words, it's aggressively loving. Right? Aggressively loving. I have never heard that. That is so funny. He doesn't know that he's that people think he's scary. Poor guy. Yeah, he's in a big body and doesn't know what that looks like. That's just really sweet though. He they likes other people. Obviously, you've socialized mm-hmm. him well. Anything else that you want to share from your heart about dogs and what your boys brought into your life? I would just say, like, with that, like, choosing over and over, remember, like, you can, they are so loving and so full of love. And sometimes we just don't, um, don't let ourselves, like, experience it and feel it. And there's, like, I, that was something I dealt with was a lot of like guilt. And so like getting out of, getting out of that into like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. Like, I love him unconditionally. He loves me unconditionally. This is phenomenal. Um, and just into like, how can I grow? How can I learn? What can he teach me? How can I continue to, to grow as a person and a dog dad? And um, so really, if you want to grow, get yourself a dog and you will have so much opportunity (laughs) because the training is not for the dog it's kind of for the dog but it's mostly for the human (laughs) great words of wisdom and your sharing today has been amazing and i'm so glad i met you and and gideon has gideon is one lucky dog to have you it's so cool i'm a super lucky person to have him that is for sure Mm -hmm. and where can we find you alex too if people want to learn about you more about like how you help people or your podcast give us a little info about you if you search for coach alex ray on anything i'll show up okay (laughs) all the social like facebook and instagram coach alex ray coach alex ray.com for my website and um, my podcast is called Becoming Brave, but if you search Coach Alex Ray, it will also pop up. My huge thanks to Alex for coming on and sharing his story. I am so grateful to him because, wow, what a story, right? I mean, that dog was not going to be around if he took it back. So he took that on. And a lot of people, I don't know. Do you think they have that kind of dedication? I don't know. I sure would like to think so. I think if anyone is a true dog lover, truly crazy for the canines, well, we do whatever we can, don't we? Be sure to put down that phone and hug your dog. They deserve it, right? They wait and wait while we stare at that goofy screen. They probably think we're idiots, don't you think? But, you know, now that you've listened to this podcast, now you can put down the phone. (laughs) So I will see you Wednesday. Wish you blessings and peace, folks. 